Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning and welcome to the Football Digest Euros 2020 um, Extra. And uh, really appreciate you joining. And thanks for tuning in. And delighted to be in the company of my colleague Andy Dunn, Chief Sports Writer of the Daily Mirror, and Matt Dunn, Football Aficionado of the Daily Express. Um, and just really having a look forward to the game at Wembley tomorrow night, Czech Republic. Blimey, the breaking story this morning, really about Billy mm. Gilmore, how that will affect Scotland and, you know, the implications potentially for, for England. We'll have, have a look at that, what that might mean. And uh, and just perhaps the tournament so far, we should celebrate Wales' um, achievement, or may- maybe the whole of Wales have been doing that for us already, really. Um, uh, a big achievement to uh, to make it to, through to another uh, knockout phase, really. But guys, let's 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 start shall we on kind of a few reflections back on on Friday night and what what that actually means for the mood perhaps and and, and what Gareth Southgate might do for uh, tomorrow night against the Czech Republic. The, the, the task is pretty straightforward now: beat Czech Republic, you top the group; draw with Czech Republic, you uh, um, you, you finish second in the group; uh, lose to Czech Republic, and yeah. You're in the lap of the gods, basically, aren't you? I think four points um, from uh, from any group. I think personally, looking at the makeup of the groups, we're guessing at this stage might be enough to qualify. But it does suddenly, you know, it puts the final game into a different focus, Andy, doesn't it? Balance the two, really, for me, please. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, listen, it's four points from two games. It's, it's qualification. It's 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 not quite job done, but it's as good as. Um, and I don't think you can waste much time sort of saying, well, who might we get? Who might we not get? Um, if you're an England fan, um, I just think, you know, it's sort of six or one and a half doesn't do that. You know, you could have a tough round of 16 game, yet the rest of that half of the draw might be slightly easier than a game when you have a rather easier round of 16 game. So I think just all that's required, uh, John, is for England to be on the front foot on Tuesday night. And I think that that's what, People would like to see, and I think that would be good for their sort of uh, momentum, for their morale, is to actually have a front foot performance because you didn't have that on Friday night. So that was the most disappointing thing from an England point of view on Friday night. Was they uh, they were ambitious, they were adventurous, they were you know they didn't really get beyond the Scotland backline particularly often. And I just think everyone would like to see them being a bit more, a bit more positive, you know, a bit more. A bit more vibrant, um, a bit more energetic. You know, I thought they were really, really sort of physically, they just didn't look quite at it on, and not just Harry Kane on, on Friday night. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, forget for a minute the actual logistics of the tournament and where you're going to finish. I think it's important that they actually put in a performance on on Tuesday that is, that, as I say, is positive, that is threatening, that creates chances. It actually makes them look a bit like a couple of the other teams in the tournament who are doing exactly that. Seems like Italy, for example. Yeah, but Matt, we we were both on the uh, 
on the on the sort of Raheem Sterling interview yesterday uh, with, with the FA, and it was quite interesting to him talk about, wasn't it, about Gareth Southgate in this presentation that you know trying to put a different perspective on kind of four points from the opening two games, you know, making a presentation in terms of you know previous winners have got off to a bit of a sticky start, but ended up you know um, lifting the, the 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 trophy at the end of it. Where do you think England are really? Did we get a bit too carried away after the first one? I know I did, and a bit too downbeat after the second one. How do you see it? Well, it's just quite funny how quickly they came out with the revisionist history of this tournament. That everyone was saying, "Well, if we'd taken a point off Croatia and beaten Scotland, everyone would be happy." Well, well the fact is, we didn't. We beat Croatia, and it gave us a good chance to really hit the, the floor running and uh, build on that. And it's got to be seen setback, but it's not a major setback. And you know, we've we've got away with one, if you like. Um, it, the performance wasn't there on, on Friday, as Andy said. The energy levels weren't there, mm-hmm. uh, and I think for the first time under South for a long time a little bit of the fear was there it was too many people Mm. getting so far up the field and then turning backwards to look for the pass rather than making the pass forward Uh, and that they people seem to Reese James I was particularly disappointed I've seen him quite a lot at Chelsea and I thought he'd really enjoy that role to you know attacking Scotland on the flank but he just seemed to cut back every time and and I think that's partly why uh, Kane's not getting some of the service that that he was expecting yeah it's just not coming into him um I've just had a few technical problems with my computer this morning. Hopefully, what what Southgate was doing for that last 16 minutes uh, with our goal-scoring robot, Harry Kane, was turning him off and turning him on again. Because if yeah, it could be as easy as that. If he can get just that button, yeah, switch clicked across, uh, and he can and up and scoring. The fact is, yeah, we are going to be moving quite com- comfortably, I think, into the knockout stages. And Kane hasn't really got going. I'd rather that than Kane having done all his business like he had done in Russia by the end of the uh, group round of 16 uh, and then uh, struggling in the latter stages. You know, if he's going to have half a tournament, I'd rather it was the second half. So, uh, so yeah, it's not all bad. And, and yeah, it's, it's half glass, half full, glass, half empty kind of presentation that Southgate's given to try and raise the spirits. I don't think the spirits are that low necessarily. Um, they've let themselves down a little bit. I think a chance to go again a Wembley hopefully who will still be behind them uh, will lift them and three points uh, and they're they're going in to the knockout stand stages in uh, pretty decent health yeah to, to get that Andy do, do, do England need to change things do they need to yeah, I, not I, I just in terms of personnel but do they need to change that formation slightly to get on that front well, foot a bit more well, I don't know. You know, I was thinking yesterday. I mean, I mean, first of all, you know, the video thing or the presentation. You know, I mean, I'm not entirely sure why I need to show them a video. You know, saying, "Well, this is what's happened in the past." Just point out the facts, like, like a lot of us did yesterday in yesterday's papers. You know, point out the fact that Portugal drew all three group games when before they won in 2016, and you have to go back to 2008 before any team won all three group games and then went on to win a tournament. So I'm not sure, you know, but he does like a presentation video, doesn't he? You know, um, as, as he, as he did before the tournament started. Um, yeah, he does need to change things. I, I mean, I would like to see, I would certainly like to see quite a lot of rotation on, on Tuesday nights. I'd like to see, you know, um, some fresh legs, some fresh ideas, the system, you know, but I was thinking about this yesterday, whether or not, and when Matt mentions there, how, how cautious and how, how almost spooked by the occasion certain players were, you, you know, in particular the fullbacks. You know, when you saw that he's bringing Reese James and Luke Shaw back, you thought to yourself, well, you know, that's clearly because he wants, you know, more attacking fullbacks who are going to bomb on, cause some problems, get crosses in. Of course, they never did. I mean, like, you know, I mean, that was as ineffective a game I've seen Reese James, well, ever have, really. 
and sure wasn't wasn't much more threatening. You know, they barely got across the halfway line. They're like Tony Pula's fullbacks. Um, and I just, you know, I think, and I was thinking yesterday, well, what would give them, and I'd have chill while I had to show as it happens anyway, but, and I was thinking, what would give them the license to get further forward and close from damage? And, you know, you have to say, you know, you start wondering to yourself, should they, should he go back to the, um, to the system he had at World Cup 2018? Should he go back to um, a central three, three at the back, five at the back, whatever you want to call it? You know, and I think, you know, in terms of the wing backs, I, I, I don't know. I, I think England might be more threatening if they went back to that system. I, I mean, I'm a, I would be loath to because I, I like the, I like, you know, teams to play with. You know, four three three four two, three one four two one three whatever you, whatever you want to call it. I like that system of four at the back. However, I just think I just wonder if if they would be slightly more threatening playing that system. But I'd like to see change in personnel, John. I'd like to see you know I'd like to see Jaden Sancho. Um, given a run, I would have liked to have seen Harry Kane maybe rested for this game, you know, and Dominic Calvert Lewin be, being being given a, a run or Rashford through the middle. I would have liked to have seen that, but obviously that's not going to happen now because Gareth has said that uh, the Harry plays. But yes, I would like to would see you change. Would you Harry Kane? Would you have dropped Harry Kane if it were down to you? Well, I, I, I possibly oh. would. Yes. I mean, I, I know, I know. I've, I've read various columns yesterday saying like you'd be mad to drop Harry Kane. I mean, it that's, I mean, let's, let's put it this way: we're not dropping him, are we? I mean, we we are allowed to say now in this day and age. Obviously, no one's ever dropped anymore, are they? They're rested, they're rotated, they're, they're, they're whatever. You know what I mean? And and that they're dropped and, in my book, pal. Yeah, right. Listen, my book as well. I'm I'm absolutely with you, pal, on on, on that. But you know, this is a game. Bear in mind that that because of the nature of the format. He can actually rest and rotate in this game. You know, they're through. I mean, I mean, you know, to all intents and purposes, they're going through. Whether that even be as, I mean, in the unlikely event that Scotland beat Croatia and England get beaten by Czech Republic, they'll still probably go through as third placed, um, best third place finishes um, of, of the four. So, so you know, he can experiment a little bit, or he can give Harry a rest. I mean, did he look like he needed a rest to you on Friday night? Probably. Does he look yeah. like he needs another game four days later? Not sure. No, so well, I would have I was no qualms. So surprised he gets booked after seventy-four. Ever so surprised. Well, listen, I, I would have no qualms about him being left out to the side. As I say, most people seem to think that it's some sort of heresy to suggest that he, that he, that he might not be picked. But no, I, I, I'll tell you now. I, I mean, I would. I'd certainly change the personnel around if you're going to play him because it didn't work out. It has not worked out so far in the system that he's played and 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 the, the team that he's played. It, you know, I mean, don't forget he that is the same six ahead of the back five. Okay, so the back five has changed in the, in the fullbacks, but it's the same six have played two games on the run, and in both of those games, Harry Kane has been ineffective. So mm. that's why you paid the books as a coach. You know, I mean, I I I, I, I half admire him for saying like, well, Harry's my man, he plays, but. I'm thinking, you know, I'd quite like to, there to be a bit of jeopardy, a bit of pressure on Harry Kane. That's why I would have taken an extra striker in the initial squad anyway. But I, I digressed. And I, I would have taken, say, someone like a an Ollie Watkins. You know, I, I, I would have taken an extra striker because I don't think, you know, really his alternatives are, are few and far between, aren't they, really? He can play Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He could play Rashford through the middle, but, you know, he's shown in the past that, he doesn't seem really suited to that. He could play a false nine. He's unlikely to do that. He hasn't done in the past. So that's why I would have liked to see an extra striker just to put that little bit of pressure on Harry Kane if he wasn't performing. As it is, there's no pressure and no jeopardy about his position in the team. 
And it should yeah. be. Okay, Matt, right. Top of the cap, right, to Gabriel Clark from ITV, who basically did, you know, got some time with Gareth, you know, mm. as one of the broadcasters. Mm. You you get a proper journalist, you get proper questions, basically. Mm. He's pinned him down, isn't he, on, on right where the yeah. Harry Kane starts. And it was good because I'm not sure everyone would have. Um, mm. and, 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 and fair play, it got everyone talking. Now I think that was that was good, and I think that's good man and management. I'll get your view on whether you thought it was. But the other aspect of those quotes that struck me, obviously, the, the headline is Harry Kane definitely starts. Gareth reassures, yeah. but within that, Matt, he also talked about, didn't he, that you know managing Kane's minutes effectively, and yeah. that is why it was always the theory, always the thought to substitute him. You know, mm. that basically mm. no player is going to play 90 minutes. Mm. Well, you know, I thought that was quite interesting that because he was sub late on, in the first game, 74 minutes in the second mm. game. But it was clearly all in the plan, no matter no matter how well he did, which I thought struck me as interesting that. I'm not sure it was in the plan. I, I'm necessarily not to be, I mean, the plan was to be winning definitely against Scotland by yeah. that stage. Um, but I mean, I was so taken by that substitution. I ended up, building my rats report about it and drawing the parallels with Euro 92 rather than we've been talking about Euro 96 all week, but Euro 92 when Gary Lineker was taken off uh, and replaced by Alan Smith, when uh, it was that seismic thing, we've got a game to chase and we're taking off the golden boot winner from 2018. That's a big call by a coach. And I think yeah, it was great. the right call because it wasn't working. And to be fair to Gareth Southgate, I don't think he only took Southgate off. He, he risked taking, uh, sorry, Southgate risked taking Kane off in the World Cup when, when we scored our sixth against Panama. He thought, oh, we can give him, perhaps give him a rest now. That was the only time he took him off in that whole World Cup campaign. Uh, and here he was with a game to be won. And um, and uh, yeah, there was, there was a opportunity perhaps for a late cameo, which is good timing because uh, it welcomed Jeremy Cross. But uh, um, yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've, I've, Jeremy hopefully will have more of an impact than uh, unfortunately Rashford and uh, uh, and Greenish are able to do. But uh, but no, the fact is he will drop him, and that's why he's right also to be able to stand up and say no, we're going to start with him because Kane knows if it's not working after 60, 63 minutes, whatever it is, Southgate's favourite time, he will be hooked, um, even if the result isn't in the bag because you know it, if it isn't working, it isn't working. Whoever you are. Um, uh, and a fair place to Southgate for, for making that clear. But he's also right. If you've got a Harry Kane, you've got to play him. Um, well, when you can, there's no reason why he should be tired. He's not played particularly that much football compared to other seasons when he's come in to major tournaments. Uh, you know, he, he sort of did all right at the end of Spurs league campaign. He wasn't particularly tired then. Um, he's had the break with everyone. He didn't play all the both friendlies. Um, so there, there's no reason physically, I don't think. And the guys will have the numbers in St George's Park as to whether he's tired or not. But if he's physically fit, then you've, you've, you've got to pick him still because he is our one, well, one of our few world-class players. Yeah. Well, what's but, Matt, what you're saying is basically if you've, got, if you've got a man for the big occasion, you always keep the faith. You know, well, you're yeah, back, you, we, you, don't, you don't don't substitute him. You kind of give him the opportunity, and that's no, why I, we're I, I, welcoming I think... Jeremy Cross to the show. Love to join us. You know, he's the man for the big occasion. <laughs> Jeremy, we'll forget your you know, forget your tardiness here, pal. You can you can turn up late because what when you're this? that big an asset, frankly, you know, you, you're worth coming on to change the game. Coming on, coming on to change the game before half time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, exactly. Sometimes you need that little bit of inspiration and movement. Are you uh, discussing uh, whether Kane should be... Fluidity. Should be dropped or not, Jesse? Yes. Whether Kane should be uh, <laughs> oh, dropped or yeah. So what do you think? What do you think? And also, you know, we were just we were just saying about, you know, it was a good get and I thought it was good on the front foot 48 hours before. I think it's quite unusual for Southgate to do that. Um, and, and basically nail his colours to the sort of the Harry Kane mast. Is that the right thing to do? I personally think it is. I think that basically you stick with Kane. I think he, he goal through it tells you that. What do you think? Well, I think if you drop him, it's a it's a monumental decision that could define Southgate because you know we've seen in the past, haven't we, players like Gaza was left out, wasn't he? By Hoddle, infamously, that defined Hoddle's era. Um, and then Taylor, I think Taylor, who's got Graham Taylor, wasn't it? Who took Linnecroft that time in Sweden? It'd be up there with that because if you if you leave him out and we don't get the result, then you know it will be forever remembered as the guy who left out the captain. I don't think he's got. I don't think he's got the courage to leave him out. And he's probably his argument probably is: look, yeah, he's not scored many goals. He's not scored any goals actually, but um, he, he's such a valuable asset to the team, even when he's not scoring goals because his passing's his passing's wonderful. We all know that. And he's the leader. He's the leader of the team. But he needs more from him. And often when you see strikers struggling for form like Kane is, it's not necessarily the, the player himself that um, is the issue. It's the team around him. And clearly yeah. the system that Southgate went with on um, Friday night didn't didn't benefit Kane and didn't get the best from him. So the issue is as well, if you leave him out, who do you, who do you bring in? Do you, you're not going to... Are you going to... Put put in Calvert Lewin. He's not going to do that, is he? What would he What would he do? Who would he play in that role? So it's a massive decision. But look, he needs more from him. That's that's a fact. And he needs to find a way of picking players around Kane with a system that that benefits him. Because if you don't have Kane scoring goals, you're not going to win the tournament. Mm, no, I, 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 I'm I'm inclined to agree. I just feel as if like he's so important. That, that I'll, I'll he is, but his main, his, his main, the reason he's in the team is to score goals ultimately. Yeah. And if he's yeah. not scored, if he goes another game now without a goal, that's three. What do you do then? Hmm. I mean, he's not going to leave. Say if we play France in the last sixteen or Germany, he's not going to leave him out for that game, is he? Surely. So no, no, no. no. I think he's just going to stick with him and hope he comes good. I think that's... Yeah, that is, he is. I mean, it's just, well, I, I, I don't know. He, he looks he, he miles off it on Friday night, didn't he? Simple as that. And, you know, I, I, it, yeah. I, I'm i not entirely sure that could just be changed in a heartbeat. You know, I, and listen, I know it's, it, it sounds a very sort of trite, almost simplistic thing to say, but I don't think the background helps. I don't think the background story about his mm. club situation helps. Um, but, Agreed. you know, but that, that is what it is. That, that, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm sure when Southgate was very... Uh, phlegmatic about it before the start of the tournament saying that Harry could compartmentalise uh, matters well maybe he can but it takes you know it, you, you're very well organised if you can think well actually you know I'll just not think about where where my my whole career is going next um, and, and listen you know I'm sure listen, once he goes out on the pitch you know you, you can't imagine for one minute it affects him but even so um, I do think it's um, it's, it's an issue yeah, uh, yeah. No, it'll be, in, it'll be interesting to um, interesting to see. Really, I tell you, I I do personally think the fullbacks is such an issue. He's just not got the full not got the fullbacks right so far. In the basic, in the first game, that there was stay at home fullbacks, um, 
Walker's ball use of the ball was poor. I thought the get you know Friday night was 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 difficult. So how do we change it? You know, there's been a lot of talk about you know does Grealish start, does Sancho start? I tell you what, I do. I really, I really came across my radar. Our, our Sunday newspaper brethren, our, our colleagues on the Sunday newspapers, were asking about Sancho. And I thought it was telling, oh, maybe I read the things too closely or read too much into it. But Southgate said that Sancho has trained well the last few days, which made me think, well, what about the previous days? Well, I, I just get the impression that basically maybe Sancho hasn't done enough so far to warrant uh, a place in 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 the in the starting line. I hear a lot of Bundesliga, you know, self-proclaimed Bundesliga experts who say, oh, "I can't believe that Sancho's not had a minute," which is fine. It's an argument, but they should also know the flip side of Sancho is that basically, you know, it, he was a Come player on. with amazing stats and amazing reputation. But you know, is he always fo- fully focused on his football? Is he is he the most you know? Is he sort of kind of does he work that hard? And I wonder, you know, uh, sort of kind of uh, you've uh, got you both, both arguments, both arguments there. And I, I'm not sure that at the moment. I think the the the, the pressure. I think the push is, is is stronger for Grealish rather than Sancho to start change things what what do we think guys it's, it sounds like you're you're asking rhetorical questions there crossy to me you know, I'm a, I mean, sometimes you are really you know, is this mind on it is this whatever i don't know <laughs> listen it was a massive call it, it, it sort of got lost in it in 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 the squad selection the team selection for the first game that he wasn't in the 23 i mean that was you know i mean that really was so that never mind Trippier at um, left back you know to me for sancho not to be in that that 23, and bear in mind, you had a player like, say, Jordan Henderson in that 23 when, when really we know he's not probably fully match fit. It was astonishing. I mean, obviously, he was back in, in the 23, got on the bench, but didn't get on. Um, but I'm with you. I, I, I wonder what, what you know, I, I wonder what the um, the thinking is behind that. As I say, I think that is that was a telling statement not to have him in that, in, that, in, that, in those 23 players. And that does tell you, that what that tells you is that, Gareth Southgate has not been overly impressed with him in training. That's the only conclusion you can draw from that because surely he gets in that 23. As I say, is that a statement that Gareth was making to Sancho, do you think? Yes, quite possibly. Telling your ideas out. And from what he then said about him training better in the the days after that first game. Quite possibly. Yes, quite possibly. The message has got through and perhaps there's enough momentum to get him involved this time. Yes, and with him in Dortmund as well, isn't there? He's been he's been, he's been left out a few times by yes. Dortmund for missing training, turning up late for training. Turning late, yes. New stories in Germany written about his attitude. Um, not suggesting for a minute that his attitude has been poor in England camp, and you'd like to think he'd turn up for training on time at St George's Park. You've got but no choice. You've got nothing else to do, have you? What John said earlier is basically that you know it looks you could read between the lines, couldn't you, and say that well Southgate left him out of the initial twenty three. Because he's not been putting it in in training enough. He's, he's you know, yeah. he's not been applying himself properly. We, we don't know. I mean, and, you know, Southgate would probably never admit to that. But there's got to be a reason why he's, he's not picked an £80 million player. You know, this guy, this is a guy who is supposedly joining Man United in the next few weeks after the tournament finishes for a huge fee. Um, maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's distracting him. You know, that's can't be easy. Can't have been fully focused on, on, on the job in hand when you. You could be joining Manchester United, so that that might be part of the equation as well. But you know, 
if he is training and focused um, as he should be, he's got to be an option, surely, for, for tomorrow. Yeah. That's my point. You know, if he's putting it in, if he's doing it, of course he gets picked. But I yeah. think sometimes, you know, the sort of kind of the so-called experts have to look a little bit beyond and say, well, maybe there's, you know, there's an issue here. I don't know, you know. So, Matt, would there you, a, would you just start with Swedish? Attitude there. Uh, I don't know. There's so many bits and bobs that get fed out from St George's Park and from the camp and, and everything else by the FA. Um, and some of it's excellent insight into what what actually goes on. Uh, one of the things I was watching this morning was was one of these sort of fun. You know, he's involved in lots of pranks, blah, blah, blah. But but there were some words on it. And he talked about, it was just one throwaway remark that he said, uh, oh, um, he was talking about what they eat and, and everything else. And he said, oh, I had a quick, I had to have a quick breakfast this morning um, because I got there a little bit late. But I think if you're being late for breakfast, all you've got to do is get up in the morning to play for your country. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not hard. There's nothing stopping you. You know, you're not caught in traffic. Uh, and if you're admitting that actually you can't get out of bed, then there's a million kids in this country that would, that would you know, be up and chomping at the bit for that. And it does say that you're perhaps a little... And I can see why that winds Gareth Southgate up like nothing else. You know, it's <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah, very lackadaisical. That said, you speak to people at City when he was growing up, and they say that beneath it all, he's actually good as gold, and you've just got to put up with with these foibles, but his heart fundamentally is in the right place. There's just a few rough edges that wind, wind certain people up the wrong way. Don't know if you remember, when he, when he left City, they were actually about to go to America on a pre-season tour and they were literally boarding the plane and Sancho just didn't turn up at the airport and just said, I'm not going, I'm going, I'm, I'm not going. You know, he decided he was leaving. It was a spare seat on the plane. Guardiola was absolutely seething. It just seemed an odd thing to do, you know, wait until... They are literally leaving the country to go on a pre, an important pre-season preparational trip to America. And he just stayed behind, so I'm not getting on the plane and I'm going to Germany, basically. So they had to do a deal with Dortmund. And that was it. So that's a little insight into how he... I know he's, that's a few years ago now and he's obviously a bit more mature, but it's a ins- little insight into into what he can be like. Yeah, I'm, am- I'm amazed by that. You know, I didn't know that. And I just thought, that wow. Imagine having, you know. See, look, it was worth the wait, wasn't it? I didn't come on for 20 minutes. Mate, that's why we looked to deliver. No, I, I, I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm too, I'm too much of a goody would to you pick him? Would you pick him tomorrow, Sancho? Me? Yes, oh, no. Yes, yes. No, you wouldn't. Who would you pick, really? Well, well let's have pick him. I mean, sorry. I, oh, look, I, 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 listen, I, I personally would, would have a Sancho in my, if in your Sancho was playing well at the top of his game, fully focused Sancho, is in my team. But just reading between the lines, you know, from what Southgate said the other day, again, I repeat, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think that Southgate knows what he says, um, basically. I just thought it struck me as kind of it's... But I, I, I do love Sancho. I think he's such an insane, such an exciting player. And then basically, I do think you need to probably change one one of the three. But to that end, I would probably be looking at Grealish ahead of Sancho. Even if Grealish to me doesn't look as if he's fully match fit at the moment. Oh, don't be good. I mean, he's fully oh, match Andy, I've just said I'd pick him. No, but yeah, but I mean, anyway, but I mean, on that, if we, if we go on to that point, I mean, obviously, Southgate has. I mean, if you're implying that Southgate has reservations about Sancho, as in, you know, from his mentality and his approach and his attitude, I think you're probably probably right, maybe. 
Um, but then with Grealish, Southgate clearly has reservations about him physically, doesn't he? I mean, let's face it, you know, I, I, I think he sees Grealish at the moment as a as a as one of his um, traditional sixty minute players. You know, basically send him on after an hour. I well, thought that's what he'd do against Scotland. That's exactly what he did. He went, he he he, he, he stuck to the script, and I suspect that's maybe what he's going to do for the tournament. I'd love to see Greenish starting into the Czech Republic, you know, and I, I just think that in terms of fitness-wise, you know, he's got to be match fit, hasn't he? You know, he played two games, he played two warm-up games, he played how many, a couple of games for Villa before the end of the season. He's been back for five or six weeks. I mean, if he's not fit now, when I'm, I'm not sure he's going to be fit. If you pick Greenish, who would you bring him in for? Who would miss out? <laughs> Uh, look, I, I, I personally would. He doesn't want to drop anyone, does he? He wants to bring I'd him in. Of course, I'm far too nice. But look, if, I'm, if, I have to be, if I have to be ruthless, I'd probably yes. take Foden out at this stage. Ooh, mm. not Sterling. No. Right. No. I think Sterling's played well in the first two games. I do. Yeah. I think he's got behind. Listen, I think you well, need his pace. Sure. I think he's. I think he's done. I think he's done well. Listen, he hasn't finished the season great, but I think he started this tournament well. Just the, the thing is, Jed, you, you you can actually, you know, you, you've got a bit of leeway because surely, surely you can take out one of the one of the holders, can't you? Surely you can take out Calvin Phillips. I mean, I, I would have thought Who, so. What do you then do? What do you do? Sorry. What you do? I'd, 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 I'd take Calvin Phillips out. Yes, I, I mean I would take him out. I mean, as good as he played in the first game against Croatia, you know, and, and he was very, very good. Um, I just think that you know against Scotland, because essentially what Southgate's saying is, I'm playing two holding midfielders, but one of them actually isn't holding. So Calvin oh, Phillips is, is is basically you know bombing on a little bit. But if you're going to do that, then get someone whose whose speciality is to do exactly that. <laughs> you know, so so you could indulge yourself and you could play just Rice as the holding midfielder, and that would allow you. To get Mount in, to get Grealish in, to get Foden in if you want, and to get Sterling in. You, you know, you just play Rice as the holding midfielder and then play Mount a little bit, you know, Mount as one of the midfielders alongside him, bombing on a bit, and then maybe Grealish as, as well. And then you could have Sterling Kane and a another, a Sancho, a Foden, whoever you, whoever you pick. I just think, you know, changing one of Rice and Phillips, and it would be Phillips, would just free up to get a bit more creative talent in there. The irony is of this whole scenario is that before the tournament started, we weren't actually worried about who was going to play up front because we knew we'd score loads of goals, win games. Defence was an issue. We've actually played two games. We've not conceded a goal and we've only scored one. Mm. Irony. Yeah. So on the basis of that, do we bring back Harry Maguire? I can't say you can leave Mings out, to be honest with you. I think he's not he's not really made a mistake yet, has he? And he would be the yeah. one who would make wakes. He wouldn't he wouldn't obviously drop stones and bring Maguire back for stones. So it's a big call because you want to probably get Maguire a game for, in for Maguire. He's been so you know out for so long, seven nearly seven weeks. And obviously, if we get through, um, we're gonna face a tough, tough game. Um in the last 16 and you'd want Maguire, he'd probably want Maguire in that defence for that game. But it'd be harsh on Mings to leave him out, I think, because he's, he's, he's really, he's not let anyone down and he was obviously a weak link that we sort of suggested before the tournament started, but he's been great, really. I mean, fair play to him. Mm. Having said that, we've not really played two teams that have put us under real pressure for 20 minutes or so. You know, we've, we've played two teams who have not really you know, created a lot of chances. So 
you know, it's an awkward one, but look, if if Southgate wants to win the tournament, he's going to have to make some ruthless decisions. And one, yeah. of, those, one of those could be, thanks Tyrone, but Harry's back now, so... Um, that's what, yeah, uh, and 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 that's what that's what he should do. You know, if he if he's convinced that Maguire is fully fit, um, ready to go, hundred percent. I mean, I, I I don't see how he can't. Well, I, I do see how he can't, but it's it would be the right decision to bring him back. You know, I mean, if you asked him if all all your players are fully fit, who is your centre back pairing? Then yeah. it would be Maguire and Stones. You know, and right. and it's as simple as that. I also think. You know, I, I also think it's only a minor point, but I think Maguire brings um, a little bit of threat at the other end as well. I mean, we saw Stones at the bar, is the post with that header. I think Maguire, as he's shown in the past, um, is particularly dangerous from set pieces. Um, and, and he would be, you know, I, I say it would be incredibly harsh on Tyrone Mings, you know. I mean, it, it would be heartbreaking for him. But as you say, you know, you can't just say, oh, well, that's working okay, so I'm just going to carry on with that. You know, so when do you bring him back? When do mm. you bring him back? I mean, so if, you know, as they are going to qualify, obviously, do you then say, so say England keep, they play Mings and Stones and they keep another clean sheet against the Czech Republic and then they're playing, say, I don't know, Germany in the in the round of 16. Do you then say, well, actually, it'd be really harsh because Mings and Stones have got three clean sheets. I'm going to stick with them. Do you do that? Mm. Or do you bring then, you know, you're talking a week down the line, so he's fitter. Do you then bring Maguire back for that? That would be an even bigger call, wouldn't it? The longer you leave it, the bigger the call gets. Southgate said, didn't he? Southgate was asked about Maguire, wasn't he, before the Scotland game and said he'd be involved in some point during the game. And that never materialised. I think. Well, no, I I, I just read into that matter that he'd be involved, as in he he would be on the bench in the squad. On the bench, okay. Perhaps, but I also perhaps thought that if there was an opportunity to get him on late, if we were a couple of goals to the good against Scotland, <laughs> I think Maguire might have made a bow uh, and got mm. some minutes in there, which is, is something that he's still missing. I don't know if he might, might not do the same today and uh, start with Mings, but then hope to, to be able to blood him in more gently. Um, it does seem the one thing that we've got going right at the moment is our clean sheets. So, although, you know, I agree with you, Maguire and Stones is, the, is ultimately the better back four. Um, you know, we, we aren't letting goals in. And, and to jinx that at a time when we've not quite got across the line with qualification just seems a little bit too bold. I don't know. Well, well, although, interesting, going back to what you said right at the top, Andy, when we beat the last time the Czech Republic came to, to Wembley, we beat them 5 0, and that mm. was with a back three. Um, uh, and that was when Sancho, for, you know, played. Uh, we, we managed to get into the same team: Sancho, Kane, Sterling, and some bloke I don't remember him called Delhi Ali. I can't remember. Uh, goodness knows where he's Who? gone these days. Who? Delhi, somebody or other. Um, but but then you know, the equivalent by the equivalent, you could get Sancho, Sterling, Kane, and Grealish into the team playing with a back three. Um, and that Chilwell and um, and Walker were the two fullbacks that day. So uh, you know. That could be the shape of a team to, you know, five would take five nil, wouldn't we, tomorrow night? Yeah, just about. Just <laughs> I, about. Love I tell you what, Matt, it really I mean, this idea, me. this idea, sorry, go, go on, go on, No, I was just going to say, look, you know, yes, we would take five nil tomorrow night. Thank you very much. What a, what a difference that would make. Matt, you must have looked at the permutations and kind of, you know, and what is your take? What is your particular t- Talk us through those permutations, please. First, second, and third. How how that pans out with tonight and tomorrow night in mind, and I'm going for a break. Is there ever a justification 
for finishing second. I personally really don't think there is. You can never plan like that, like that in football. <laughs> it, it would be crazy. It would be right. suicidal. Uh, Talk I agree it. with you on that entirely, but it, with hindsight in 2018, enough opened up the draw for us and uh, yeah. possibly uh, would have counted, should perhaps have counted better in our favour. So I'd never. it's the wrong mentality to go into any game with. The problem you've got is Sweden. But you just just break up, it down for us. Break it down we'll, for us we'll first. Finish up with the group. We play the runner-up in Group F, which is the the group of death, and you know France, Germany, who's looking more impressive than we hope they would. Um, France, obviously, apart from their hiccup against uh, Hungary, have, have looked very strong, um, and Portugal are in there, and we never beat Portugal. Um, so, uh, so you could be coming up against the runner-up in that group, which they play the night afterwards. So we've got no idea how that's going to pan out. Likelihood is it will be Germany if France win uh, and Germany win, but it, but it could be anything without Portugal game. Um, so there's no guaranteeing that you're going to get the team you want to play anyway, because France could easily become second in that group. Um, then if we end up as runners up and, and throw this one and or lose it by natural circumstances, we end up playing the runners up in um, Group E which because Sweden have done well and Spain haven't done quite so well, Sweden have every chance of finishing top of that group. So we've got Spain in this, in, in that round. And then you move on to play uh, possibly Germany, I think I think it is, further down the tournament. Either way, there's not an easy passage through these next two rounds. So I think you just try and win the game. Or we could really, really take our chances um, and finish third and qualify as a fastest loser. And then we could be anywhere in the continent playing anybody and who knows what's going to happen in the mayhem. But um, I wouldn't suggest banking on that necessarily as a route through either. I think you just got to go out and win this one. It's not as clear cut as, as it was in 2018. No, it is an interesting one. I don't, yeah, you can never go into a game, can you? Thinking other, but other no, than I mean, victory. What, what, what was the... What was Famous game in what was it eighty two wasn't it uh, Germany Austria wasn't it, it was Germany against Austria playing out yeah. a nil nil draw. Uh, yeah, it was one nil, wasn't it? Germany it, 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 one nil. Yeah, that's right. I mean, horse yeah. best wasn't but that's it? And, uh, and, it is. I mean, I mean, I mean, Matt just explained it well. There, you can never but, plan it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is 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 that there's no it, while while if you win the group, your initial game, the round of sixteen game, might be you know, you know tougher. Then if you can run us up, it then sort of evens itself out, really. You know, I mean, you look at one half of the draw and you think that's a stronger half, but we'd have a weaker game in the round of 16. In other words, it's all, it's basically, you can just sum it up by saying it's six of one, half of those of the other, mm. um, you know, so so they're just got to try and win the game. But they do have in mind, you know, the fact that they're going, going to qualify anyway, which would enable him to make some changes if he really wanted to, in the same way that, yeah. you know, Italy did yesterday and Wales did. Let's let's address the breaking news this morning, guys. Mm. Just moving on to Scotland, Billy Gilmore. I mean, obviously, it's a, you know it's a hell of a story. This that he's tested positive. Um, I don't think at the moment there's sort of any more positive Scottish cases. Uh, you know, this, I think we've had an update while we've been on, um, indeed, in from from the FA. Yes. Um, it's uh, saying that basically, uh, you know, saying that yeah. uh, that they're all clear. Um, and uh, you know, been no positive test within the England uh, within the England group, um, and um, 
Yeah, it, it, it's it's you know it's an in- interesting one, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people have already been posting a picture of Mason Mount together, you know, you know, with uh, with uh, Billy Gilmore for the England yeah. implication, but also the Scotland implications now are massive because Gilmore was so good, wasn't he? And and let's be honest, it's not just about the positive test; it's about the kind of the 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 impact that about the thought process about the whole you know the, the feeling for your team the, the potential impact that that could have on the on the Scotland group as a, as a, as a wider wider you know thought really isn't it I think oh it's a it's a devastating blow for Scotland John mm. I mean it's like you know I mean I mean the guy was the best player on the pitch on Friday night and they've mm. got a game that they simply have to win against Croatia. And you know your star man has been uh, has been ruled out of that game, and we'll have to isolate for ten days. So in effect, if they get through, he'll be out of the um, the following game as well. It's just yeah, it, it's it's just a huge blow. Yeah, the FA um, updates. Yeah, just just to keep everyone updated. They said all twenty six players and the wider support team uh, returned negative results after UEFA PCR testing on Sunday. So, so they were tested um, yesterday, and all are negative. You know that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be next time around. But, um, but yeah, back to Scotland. I mean, I do. I feel so sorry for you know um, for Steve Clark. You know, Gilmore was a player. Don't forget what he looked like on Friday night was a player who was absolutely fresh and ready to go, which he should be because he didn't really play that much football um, last season. That much high-profile first-team football. You know, we're looking at players now you know, for England and indeed some for Scotland. But, you know, for England, you're looking at players who are playing their 65th, 66th game of the season. And you can tell, and you can certainly tell on Friday night, it looked that way. It looked like a lot of England players had had a long, hard season at the very top level, you know, all the way to Champions League finals, Europa League finals, etc. So, for Scotland, that's a huge blow because he looked absolutely, you know, I, I mean, he, he, he was raring to go from minute one to, to, to the end and... Um, it's just it's a huge blow for him. I feel so sorry for him. You know, as I say, this he, he probably had a season where he thought he would have played more. He's now coming to the Scotland team for the England game as being man of the match, and um, and now this. So you, you can do it's it, it's a big blow, and they will do well. You know, it'd be a big miss because you know when you think about Croatia's midfield, you know that's where you know the game's probably going to be won and lost, and um, and they had a, a potential match winner been taken away from them. Yeah, let's be clear here. They do need to win that game, you know, for all for all yes. the celebrations, for all the you know, for all the uh, you know positive momentum on on Friday night. It, was, it still leaves them only with 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 a point, and so they go into that game, you know, hoping that a win will be enough. Surely it mm. will, be, but they still need to win against a blooming good Croatia team, don't they? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's that's the issue, guys. Do you, you know, Jeremy? What do you think? Can can they still go through Scotland? on the back of this? Well, it'd be a lot tougher now because obviously Gilmore in one game has proved that he is going to be the future of that midfield, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I feel so sorry for him really because, you know, yeah. he's a young kid. Um, you know, he reveled in the occasion on Friday, rose to the challenge. You know, he's obviously come through the ranks at a great club at Chelsea and um, he's used to that sort of big game occasion but Friday was a different level it was his first start and he like Dunny said he was probably the best player on the pitch and um, Scotland need him they need him and he will be you know he may be small in stature but there will be big boots to fill for someone um, tomorrow um, so um, it's a huge blow and like you said you know 
that for all we know, there may be more. There may be more positive cases that come out in the next twenty-four hours or so. We don't know, do we? Where is yeah. contact virus from? You know, has he passed it on to anyone else? And it just creates that sort of seed of doubt in the in the mm. in the squad. We saw, didn't we, in the Premier League uh, season when football resumed after lockdown? I know Newcastle suffered badly. Um, touch wood that won't happen to Scotland, but that you know it, it can yeah. be. A, it can have a devastating impact. Uh, yeah, exactly. So um, well, let's hope it's an isolated incident and um, and he's going to be okay. But um, yeah, look, they will miss him badly, and you know the midfield battle is one that Scotland will have to win if if they're going to, you know, mm. get a foothold in that game and have a chance of beating Croatia. That, that mm. said, I would also add that Scotland had eleven players playing very well on Friday night. And so the other 10 of those hopefully will be available. And they mustn't give up hope just on yeah. Billy Gilmore being missing because there are other ways to get around that midfield. That's to go around them or over them. And with the, if the rest of the players play as strongly as they did against England, added, and perhaps get the ball in the back of the net for a change, which is their biggest challenge, then then Gilmore will be obviously be a huge miss, but it's one that they can cope with. Um, and then hopefully if he's back later, yeah, if they get through and he's back later in the tournament, you know, they'll have hopes of, of maybe causing an upset or two. Mm, no, it will be it will be a very interesting interesting one. Really, I just want to also reflect on Wales because uh, you know that that <laughs> blimey the permutation that they might now get um, is is quite interesting. All of a sudden, they're left with potentially you know possibly sort of Russia, Finland, and, and sort of you know. Um, all of a sudden, Wales look as if you know uh, could, could they be repeating the magic of 2016 when they had that sort of momentum and a path. Could they yeah. could they be doing it? What what do we think of what do we think of that Wales game yesterday against Italy? If anyone saw it? Well, they showed great resilience, didn't they? You know, they were down mm. to ten men. Ampadu got sent off. The goal difference was becoming an issue because obviously Switzerland um, beat Turkey comfortably. So um, I thought they played really well. They, they, look, they were they were Italy were in a different class. Let's be brutally honest. You know. Mm. Got to say, Italy look look really strong. Um, no one's going to want to face them in the last sixteen. Uh, been really impressed with them. But fair play to Wales. You know they dug in, they showed some character, and they got. It was a, only a one 0 defeat, but you know that was a, a decent result for them. Really, in the end, so they managed to get them second place. You got to remember as well. Yeah, they had a decent run uh, in terms of who they played, but they actually beat Belgium in the quarterfinals at um, in France. In Lille, was it? I was at that game. I can't remember where it was. Was it in Lille? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they, they, they are capable of, of of beating a good side on the day, Wales. I mean, look, if they get to the quarterfinals again, that'll be a staggering achievement, really, won't it? I know we talked about them before. When you look at the pool of players have to pick from, to get to a quarterfinals of a major tournament would be an astonishing achievement. Getting out of the groups is an astonishing achievement, really. Yeah, the way they've navigated through has been quite. Turkey have been the whipping boys of that group, haven't they? Someone, I'm pretty sure, someone said they were the dark horses. It was it. Someone Go on, yeah. the Go dark on. horses of that tournament. Go on. Go Who? on. Someone ran around this room, wasn't it? Wasn't it you? It wasn't me, no. Was it you, Crossy? Didn't you say, put them down as your dark horses? No, no. I, oh. I, I, I basically said that my the. So I live in North London, and I have to say, there's quite a lot of Turkish eateries uh, on my high street, shall we say? And the and and, uh, and and a guy from the high street 
told me, and it quickly became a very, very popular theory, should we say, um, that Turkey uh, would be the dark horses of this tournament, he told me. So, no, it wasn't wasn't particularly my view. I um, But somewhat, I, I, I was told that uh, Turkey oh. would be the dark horses, albeit I do think that basically perhaps he had a little bit of bias in there, being a very fierce, fierce uh, yes, yeah. Turkey fan being Turkish himself and being the most incredibly passionate Galatasaray fan you'll ever meet uh, and that's saying something um, uh, and I have to say yeah we talked through I did a podcast actually on the eve of the tournament with Neil McClement and we, sort of, we talked through Turkey's strengths and weaknesses I think Darren Lewis actually called him the dark horses actually from 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 the from the mirror stable but I um I, I, I Neil came up with this amazing stat that basically I think one of the, you know a player a turkish player had won a trophy in every major league basically around Europe so if you think about yeah. you know John Chu you know the, the top you know wasn't wasn't Neil's top scorer basically um, yeah, so you know, basically, you, you you could basically go around the room and say, you know, yeah, he played brilliantly there, and and their their squad list isn't isn't half bad, and they yeah. reckon that they basically is the best the best squad that they've had in twenty years or so. Unfortunately, I don't think that's a great reflection on their on their last twenty years if it's the best in twenty years because they've been absolutely hopeless. You know, no ambition, no, no highlights, and uh, yeah, home with the postcards, basically. Sounds like sounds like that tipster of yours, those you freak about, John Crossy. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, I, yeah, I, 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 frankly, he does make one. He, yeah, he does. Uh, he does. Yeah, I do, another another Palomar does make. Uh, he was equally enthused by them, but it wasn't this particular guy that basically serves up serves up kebabs. But I'll I'll, I'll happily take I uh, Turkish coffee off him because he makes the best Turkish coffee you'll find anywhere in North London. So um, there you go. Anyway, I digress. Um, uh, uh, guys, what? Let's go around the room. What do we think then tomorrow night? What do we think the? Um, I, mean, I have to say also, by the way, it's shaping up as a fantastic tournament, isn't it? The standard of football. I think has been really good and the standard of entertainment and drama I don't like the I don't like the group set up I think I think this you know finishing third you know still going through in third I think removes the jeopardy removes some of the final day excitement which I think is a great shame but what do we think guys what, what do England do tomorrow night what's your predictions Andy um, I said I think you know based on not very much evidence. I think England will win. <laughs> yeah, um, I, 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 and that's and that's just because I think they 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 haven't anywhere they haven't come close to realising the potential that's in that squad in terms of personnel. Mm. But as I say, I, I, I'm I am basing on rather rather flimsy evidence uh, of a narrow win against Croatia and a fairly mediocre performance against Scotland. And, and on the back of that, of course, you know from what I have seen in the Czech Republic, they. They look a decent team, but you know, and, and and I was at the game. I think we were probably all in Prague when the Czech Republic turned England over. Um, but England sort of were a bit, sort of, um, I, I don't know, a bit sort of lackadaisical in that game. They should have won that game, in, in fact. Um, and I just think they should have too much for them. Um, I just, I, as I say, I just would like to see um, the team refreshed in, in terms of personnel, and I'd like to see them on the front foot and not as ponderous and as cagey. 
um, and as, as slow as they were on Friday. But I think they'll win. I think what yeah, we Matt, need from England is a positive performance. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we want them to win, but we want them to play well. We want them to yeah. excite us. I mean, you look at the tournament in general. I mean, look at – I don't know if any of you guys saw Germany, the Germany-Portugal game. Yeah. That was a real sort of wake-up call of that, I thought, because Germany was absolutely ruthless with the way they disposed of the Portuguese. And it was, I know we've not spoke about much, have we? But you just look at the Germans, look, they were great. They look like they're going to be a factor in this tournament. Italy are playing well, winning games comfortably. I know France were held to a a 1-1 draw with Hungary, but I watched the first half and they were absolutely fantastic to watch, France. You just look at the big teams and they're actually playing well. And England are not playing well. I know they got a positive result against Croatia, but it, you know it wasn't a convincing win. Just want a nice two, three nil convincing win to just get that belief back that actually we can, we can, we can be factors in the in the latter stages. Mm. No, be be interesting. We've had a few a few messages actually on the on the thing before. I come to you, Matt. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. one from Deb saying that basically, do you think that Ben White could be more effective in terms of building up attack from the back? I think I think maybe it's a little bit too late for that, but it's a good shout for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Phillips, very very uh, very pessimistic. Yeah, we will lose. Uh, Lamy, I'm not. Yeah. Come on, Josh. Where's your where's your where's your spirit? And then finally, John Wheeler. Osborne. A bit harsh from Calvin's brother, isn't it? <laughs> very good yeah John Wheeler Osman there basically saying bring them home now well I guess they're at home now John aren't they really put Bory back on come on mate please you know surely <laughs> they can do it so Matt Matt what do you what do you think um, what do you think t- tomorrow night how do you how do you see it how do you see it panning out I should be clear here that you, you're you know you like me are mad you know mad passionate supporter of Gareth Southgate aren't you and basically oh, and, yeah, no, but, yeah, and, and you know, you're a big fan aren't you as I am do, do, do you think they do you think they finish the job do you think they go through as, as group yeah. winners tomorrow night? I think yeah I think they do as we said take 5-0 from a repeat of that one that would be great <laughs> no, um, I don't know if any of you saw the golf Sergio Garcia um, no, is it. chipping uh, the uh, perfectly weighted was going to spin back in the hole hit the post and roll all the way back to his feet about 40 yards away incredible he couldn't have hit it any better so he's now won the unlucky man to hit the post competition for this week so I think England just stop playing that stop entering that uh, and this time when Phil Foden hits his curling shot it goes in John Stones gets his header in and I think that if you think about those two chances how different the tournament could have been because I think we'd have opened up Croatia more if that had gone in. Certainly Scotland would have been a different story uh, because they would have had to have come back in us, uh, you know, uh, and I think it would have given England players that confidence that that clearly wasn't there. Um, so I think if we stick away our early chance, hopefully Harry Kane, uh, we could win this 3-0 and uh, not only win, but win with the sort of, confidence in our play and our own ability that, that gives us some momentum going to the knockout stages when we really will need to have our self-belief. So, yeah, I, mean, I said 3-0 Friday. I was hopelessly wrong. If I keep saying it often enough, maybe one day it'll come right. So I'm going 3-0. Fair enough. I like your optimism, Matt. It's good. Mm. It's nice to hear. Nice to hear. Positivity. I, I, I like the way he calls a, a golf flag a post as well. Well, it doesn't really work, does it? If you're going to do the analogy <laughs> no. otherwise, but exactly. So, so he's just he exactly. the, the post of the flag, isn't it? The pole of the flag. But uh, I, I don't just, know what it is. I don't know what it is actually. It's worth worth googling because it's an incredible shot. But uh, but yeah, was that yesterday? 
Saw it overnight. It was uh, must have been. I only seen it on social media. Oh. But yeah, he's literally standing forty yards away, and the ball hits the flag and hits the pin and uh, comes right the way back to his feet. Yeah. It would have stopped dead. You're talking to the person here. Apart from a crazy golf aside, we've got a nice nearby crazy golf course. Actually, um, basically, apart from that, the only round of golf that I've ever played was on the Belfry. So yeah, I'd buy that crossing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's start this conversation right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sacrilege, really. It's um, one of the most iconic courses in the Great Britain. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not into golf, forgive me. Um, uh, but I am into football and I am very much looking forward to tomorrow night. So I'm really looking forward to that. What's your prediction? Be... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I think it's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be a frustrating one one draw. Having said all that, I think basically, I think Mr. it's going to be a one one draw. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Do you think Southgate? Do you think Gareth Southgate had, had a bit of an easy ride off us? I think the build-up to it, I think I the build-up to the that... tournament has been an absolute nightmare. No, I don't. I think I think I... the general momentum. I think the general picture is is still overwhelmingly good. No, I, I just mean in general. The only thing is, is it? I, I, I mean, um, I had a day off yesterday, and I, I went that I went and watched the Wales game um, down the pub and had a pint. And actually, the the, as the sort of sample of England fans in the pub were far more vociferous in their criticism of Southgate in England than, than than I think the media were the next day. Yeah, well, I it's just, interesting, you know, I, Andy. I was quite, I I was quite surprised. I thought, you, you know, I was the one of the opinion, well, listen, you know, come on, we've got four points from two games, we've got two clean sheets, pointing out mm. what Gareth did in the video to his players that, you know, the, the other teams... I'd started poorly and gone on to win tournaments, um, but they were having none of that. I, I thought they would be far more. They, I thought they'd be far more upbeat. They really weren't upbeat. I found. Any were any of them in Chantilly? Um, I think we. I think it's easy to forget how low English football was before Gareth Southgate arrived. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, yes, uh, I know, but no, but listen, I'm just speaking on the basis of, 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 of you know, their their reaction to Friday night's game. You know, and I thought we were quite. In retrospect, we were quite philosophical about it, and are quite philosophical about it. Uh, looking at, we, we, we're looking at the broader picture, and they were looking at that, thinking, "Well, you know, well, if that's our standards, then forget it." Basically, and yeah, that's the way we approach games. Forget it. I think yeah, I drove home. I drove home from Friday night, and 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 I must say, I sort of listened to the radio, and um, you know, had a couple of callers sort of kind of come on saying, "Oh, you know, it's it's all Southgate, blame Southgate, too negative, too this, too that." To say, I just I was driving home and I said, oh, I can't be dealing with this, and basically put some music on. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, okay. quickly came on. But I just, you know, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. Stage, I'm, I'm, you I, to, you know, I don't like the negative. To give him the benefit of the doubt, haven't you? It's, you know, it, let's hope it was just a blip on Friday night. But the bigger picture is: look, Southgate's been a brilliant England manager. I mm-hmm. think you know he's been great with us. He's 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 changed the whole landscape of of what England are about. And I thought the fans booing, booing on Friday was a disgrace, really. I do. I really do. I mean, I know it's yeah. a disappointing yeah. result, but I just don't think it's right. You know, it's. I know football's a fickle world, but come on. We've only played two games. You don't boo them off, do you? You know, I just think it's, it's not, I don't agree with it. I think it's harsh, though. Mm. Really harsh. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. They pay to get in, haven't they? Pardon? They pay the money to get in. They can, like, you know, voice the yeah, displays. Pays your money, takes your choice. 
Yeah. I was a bit, I was a bit surprised, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't file it under disgrace. I was a bit surprised. <laughs> yeah. but, I'd file on the pantomime personally. I'm, I'm, more, um, I'm more measured these days. More measured these days. Yes. <laughs> I tell myself anyway. But guys, thanks so much for joining. Interesting, interesting debate and uh, and uh, good discussion. So, thanks very much indeed. Let's hope uh, and, and and pray for the best of my life. <laughs>